You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and the excitement continues with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Bet just $1 on any football game this weekend and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. And if you're in a non-sportsbook state, don't worry, because DraftKings is home to daily fantasy sports, filled with weekly cash prizes and multiple ways to win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or, in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 2, Episode 75. Holy shit, 75 episodes. Another solo one uh, from me. Uh, Andy's on the IR right now, not feeling too well, so uh, we're all uh, you know wishing Andy the very best and hopefully he makes a speedy recovery. Um, Kind of a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about right off the bat was Adam Fox being a breakout player of uh, a breakout projected breakout player of 2022, 2021, 2022. Uh, and the list I, I, I might have touched on this the last time I was on the podcast, but I'm going to relay this into a bigger Adam Fox question, or just yeah, a question I guess I, I should say. Adam Fox does not get any respect around the National Hockey League. The guy won the Norris Trophy, and you would think that he's entering his rookie season. Like, he was just drafted last summer. It's unbelievable. So first he was on that list of the projected breakout players. Now, he just won the Norris. I don't know if you can break out any more 
than winning the Norris Trophy as a defenseman. I mean, that's kind of like the Stanley Cup of individual awards for defensemen, is winning the Norris Trophy. Adam Fox just did that, and he's on a list for players to watch to break out in 21-22. Now, I don't know if the person beyond, behind this list was like, no, we expect him just to be like winning you know, uh, the Stanley Cup all by himself. Like, I, I don't know if that's like what they thought the next step is for Adam Fox, but it's absolutely ridiculous that he was on this list. And I would almost believe that they maybe expect more from him if every other player on the list was players that you're like, oh man, you know, they're good, but they really just haven't had that step of pure dominance. Where Adam Fox is one of the most dominant defensemen in the National Hockey League. He's one of the best all-around defensemen in the National Hockey League. He won the Norris Trophy. So for that list to even come out from NHL.com is a complete joke. And just shows the incompetence of some of the lists that I see out there. It's just, it's amazing that people have the, the gonads to just send these lists out. It's, it's unbelievable. Now, I'm not saying I know everything. But you can't just, if you're NHL.com, you cannot throw out a list as ridiculous as that one. I mean, every comment was like, uh, why is Adam Fox on this list? Like, literally every single one. Now, I do know a thing about 40 chess. And I do think some of these lists are put out there on purpose to get clicks, likes, and comments. So if NHL.com put Adam Fox on that list, knowing there would be an uprising in the comment section about why Adam Fox is on that list, then touche, I tip my hat to them. But again, the NHL.com really shouldn't be playing that game. Like that's something I would see from Steve Aliquet. I don't need it to be coming from NHL, NHL.com, or anything like that. You know, it's just, it's sloppy. I don't need it from ESPN. It's just like, they need to like stick to their guns. They don't need to be making clickbait and throwing stuff up there that they know is just going to get clicks for the sake of getting clicks. So there we go from there. Sorry, I went to Bonefish Grill, had myself a Chilean sea bass. Um, pretty solid, but now I got, uh, I'm burping all night. It's, it's going to be tough. And a garlic mash, which were always delightful. Next stop on the Adam Fox train here. We got Adam Fox doesn't deserve the Norris Trophy talk. Um, I don't know. I know there's a Mr. Weisler I, that does listen to this. I don't know if it's the Mr. Weisler that made this comment. Uh, he'll know who he is. But the fact that Adam Fox doesn't deserve to win a Norris. Well, and my whole thing is, if you're starting a fantasy hockey team, right? If you're a GM and you're picking a hockey team to build upon... And you can pick any player, and you have to start with the defenseman. Who's the first defenseman you're going to pick? Now, everyone knows that's probably going to be Victor Hedman, right? But then after that, you could say Kale McCarr. Okay, that's fine. After that, do you want to say Tyson Berry? After that, do you want to say Chris Letang? John Carlson? Theodore? Uh, Dougie Hamilton? I, I Like, Quinn Hughes? I, I don't know, like... I understand where you can make arguments on that theory or that line of thinking where you're like, well, he's not the best defenseman in the National Hockey League because if you're starting, you know, you're if you're a GM and you're starting a team, you wouldn't take Adam Fox first. Well, it's like, right, but it's like based off the season and, you know, just looking at his stats right off the bat, you know, he was second in the NHL last year in points. 
Uh, he had one less point and one less game than Tyson Berry. Um, Tyson Berry also played on Edmonton, which was a very high-scoring team. Uh, the New York Rangers were, you know, if you look at the teams that these defensemen are on at the top of the point list, the New York Rangers are definitely the worst team out of that bunch. I mean, you got the Tampa Bay Lightning, Pittsburgh Penguins, Colorado Avalanche, Washington Capitals, Vegas Golden Knights, Edmonton Oilers. All those teams are better than the New York Rangers were last year. I mean, look at the Rangers. They were a shit show last year. It was a, like they were the definition of inconsistency. But Adam Fox was one of those pieces that were like, you know, he stabilized that back end. He was you know, productive on the offensive side of the puck. He could play shutdown defense against any line in the NHL. I mean, he really was the best overall defenseman last year. And I'm not saying that going into next year, if you're starting a fantasy team, that you have to take Adam Fox. All I am saying is that Adam Fox last year was the best defenseman in the National Hockey League overall, for sure. And, you know, you might find a stat that's maybe weaker than everybody else. But the, the fact of the matter is, if you take... Everything, you take the big picture and you take everything and you lump it all together, Adam Fox is at the top of your list. And I'm sorry, it's just it's just the nature of the beast. And Cal McCart, a victim of injury. He played 11 fewer games than Adam Fox. But guess what? That's the nature of the beast. You got to be healthy. Like, how many times have you seen players have an excellent start of the year, then they get hurt, and then, you know, they're not... Look at, look at uh, DeGrom on the Mets. He was having a, a Cy Young year. He got hurt. Guess what? He doesn't win Cy Young. It's not based off of what the games that you have played. It's based off of what you've done the entire season. And Adam Fox did more than Cal McCarr last year. That's it. That's just the facts. So this whole thing last year, and like I'm so sick and tired too of the argument, and, and I totally get it too. The argument that like there's so many defensemen that do all the little things and they just don't show up on a stat line. And I believe that 100%, but Adam Fox does those things too. So he's doing those things too, and he puts up the points. That's why he's a Norris Trophy winner. If the other person was putting up points and doing the shutting down, then yeah, he'd be up for the Norris. But Adam Fox is doing that, so he wins the Norris, and that's it. Like, there's nothing else to it. Like, I don't know why there's such resistance to just let Adam Fox be a Norris winning defenseman and one of the best defensemen in the league. I mean, the NHL should be... I don't know why the NHL... Every commercial should be Cal McCarr, Adam Fox, Quinn Hughes. You know, like like all these cool young defensemen that are entering the National Hockey League. Exploit them. Show them. Like, this is the future of the league. And they're just so hesitant to just be like... You know, you know take this baton and run with it. This is the youth. This is the next generation of hockey players that are going to be dominating the NHL for the next, you know, 10 to 12 years. And, you know, I, I still think they're all caught up in the Matthews and the Eichel generation. And it's like, yeah, they're great. But, um, you know, hockey has changed so much that really since Eichel and Matthews and, and McDavid entered the National Hockey League, the amount of talent that has just come in behind them has been absolutely tremendous. And you really are seeing such a special game uh, since then. And it's just, it's amazing to see how talented, you know, teams are from top to bottom. Even like, you know, even teams that obviously are at the bottom of the standings, they still have some very gifted hockey players. And it's it's pretty impressive to see. And, and you know, the NHL, 
I don't know if they, you know, want to just grasp on to what has worked in the past and, and how they were able to sell Crosby and, and Ovechkin. And then now they're like their players are McDavid, you know, and, and Matthews and, and Eichel, and they got to kind of run with those players. But there's so many players right now that are just so gifted that the NHL should really just be looking to exploit all of these players and just kind of have that full league outreach instead of always highlighting the same teams with the same players. It gets boring after a while, you know, and like if you ask any, I wouldn't say casual hockey fan, but like the hockey fan that like is like, oh, you know, the playoffs are here. Like, let me check it out. They probably have no idea who McKinnon is. Like the guy's never in any commercials. They don't, I would never see him in any interviews. It's just like, if you're not a Colorado Avalanche fan, you would never know who McKinnon is. And it's just a shame. It really is. The, the NHL does such a disservice to the entire league by not promoting all their players instead of just focus, focusing on the two that, like, everybody on the sidewalk in Manhattan can, you know, name. And it's Crosby, Ovechkin. It's like, come on, can we be better than this? Like, th- there's so many more players than those guys. And they're coming up through the ranks, and Adam Fox is one of them. And the NHL and the fans of other teams just need to deal with it. The guy's an unbelievable defenseman, and it's a shame that it just never gets any respect. And it's funny, because the person I'm talking about is an Islander fan, and Islanders are, are Mr. No Respect at all. I mean, they're not even talked about. The conversation started with the Islanders. Well, it was NHL Network. And they were talking about who's the favorite to win the Stanley Cup next year. And the guy picked the Florida Panthers. And he and which is a fine pick. I, I don't agree with it at all, but it's a it's a it's a fine pick. Like it, it is what it is. I have nothing wrong with the pick. But he said because they gave Tampa the toughest time. And it's like, did you not watch the playoffs at all? The Islanders took Tampa to game seven. The Islanders gave Tampa the toughest time. They were one game away from winning the Stanley Cup because they would have blown the doors off of the Montreal Canadiens. It's an absolute joke. And this is coming from a Rangers fan that I, I don't know why, but New York seems to get shafted all the time with hockey. And, you know, thank God we had Lundqvist because they would have never, never, they wouldn't even have put us in NH, in in. Jesus, in NHL 16 or NHL 17 or NHL 15 if we didn't have Lundqvist. I really do. I think they would have just left the Rangers out of it. And the Islanders, too, should be pissed because you get no respect. No one even talks about you. You guys lost to the, the Stanley Cup champions in Game 7 Eastern Conference Finals. You guys were the second-best team in the National Hockey League last year, and literally nobody talks about you or gives you any props or projects you to do anything next year. It's unbelievable. The Islanders, and, and I can't stand this. They're like the the underdog next year. Like no one talks about them. So it, it I don't know. It, it's just and and they got better. I, I personally think that they got better. They are deeper. I feel like they got a little bit more experience. Um, you know, adding Parise and and extending Paul Mary and just some of the moves that they they were able to make it just seems a little bit more that roster is a little bit more deeper, experienced, and you know they have a chip on their shoulder. They're the underdog, which is insane, and, you know, I don't know. With the underdog mentality, you can do anything. And when you're as gifted as the New York Islanders and as well coached as the New York Islanders, you certainly can win a Stanley Cup. And it scares the be- beloved shit out of me because I, I, don't, I don't want the Islanders to win a Stanley Cup. 
Game 7 against the Tampa Bay Lightning was one of the most stressful hockey games I've ever been through. That wasn't a New York Rangers hockey game. So I'm just going to leave that there. Um, Okay, the next thing I want to talk about is the NHL is allowing their players to play in the 2022 Olympics in Beijing. Unbelievable. I love it. Some people want amateurs in there. I don't get it. The amateurs being in in the Olympics is not really the Olympics. Like I think the Olympics are the best people at that particular event. If you put Team USA or Team Canada against a bunch of amateurs, they're going to get blown out. Now, I know 1980 happened, but it's called the miracle on ice for a reason. It was a miracle that they beat a bunch of professionals that played with each other. You know, it's it just, it's unbelievable that like anybody would want anything different. So, um, projected team, obviously we'll probably get into this with Andy, but, uh, you know, I just kind of want to talk about, you know, some of the players that I'm excited and some of the players that, you know, I can't wait to watch play together. And, um, I, I'll start on the def- defensive side, um, you know, I really think it'd be really cool Adam Fox and Charlie McAvoy playing with each other. Um, some people have those two uh, paired together. I would definitely have them paired together. I think they'd be a really cool def- uh, pairing to watch. You know, I, I just think the hockey IQ there is just off the charts uh, with Adam Fox and, you know, Charlie McAvoy, their ability to, um, cr- you know, create offense on the dime. And just their ability to move the puck and, you know, it's just they're two of the best defensemen in the National Hockey League. They're they're unbelievable. So I can't wait to watch uh, those two play together, and hopefully they do. Um, Looking at some of the projected teams, you got Quinn Hughes Hughes and John Carlson. Uh, This is just one. Where is this one from projected team? I have a few of them up here, but I'll just stick with this one, I guess. I don't even know where. Thehockeywriters.com. It's probably one of the first ones that pop up when you look at projected teams. Um, Quinn Hughes, John Carlson. Um, Obviously, it's really cool that Quinn Hughes is on here. Cool young defenseman that the NHL should be, you know, obviously, you know, salivating at to expose and, and, you know, just... You know, if you're a hockey fan, you're going to want to be interested in what Quinn Hughes is for USA Hockey. Um, Another young defenseman with Adam Fox that is going to move through the ranks and be one of the league's best defensemen. John Carlson, obviously been there, done that. Uh, He'll be one of the vets on the team. I would imagine he gets a letter. Uh, Not sure if he does or not, though, uh, given who else is on the team. And he probably won't, uh, looking at some of the forwards. So then uh, they have Zach Zach. Wierenski and Seth Jones. Now, obviously, they were teammates for a while in Columbus. I just don't see how this is the first parent. And this is the first parent. I went, I went, they had Adam Fox and Charlie McAvoy as the third parent. Zach, Zach Wierenski and Seth Jones. I don't know how that's the first pair. I really don't. I mean, I know Wierenski's good. Seth Jones is, I feel like, taking a nose nosedive. He's been one of my favorite defensemen in the, in the league for a while, but now I can see that he's kind of you know, taking a back seat to some of these younger guys like Quinn Hughes, Adam Fox, you know, Charlie McAvoy, you know, I just don't see him being a top two USA defenseman. So, um, question marks on that, but I think he'll be on it. They have, the hockey writers have Tory Krug and Jacob Slavin as the extra defenseman. I don't, I don't really know what to think of that. I mean, I, you can literally piece any of those 
how many eight defensemen in there and i guess i'd be fine with it just question marks on where, why seth jones and orensky is the first pairing i mean maybe because they played together and they might have the best chemistry but i don't know goaltending connor hellebuck obviously going to be the number one goalie i mean hellebuck is just an absolute stud uh he he's you know held the jets you know in 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 playoff contention year after year he really just is uh, a great goalie uh john gibson as the backup and thatcher demko as the third um that might be maybe the most boring second and third goalies that i could think of in the olympics so johnny gaudreau austin matthews patrick kane line one johnny gaudreau i believe austin matthews is the number one c i believe patrick kane is the number one right winger johnny gaudreau He's got a lot to prove this year. I don't see how he's the top left wing that USA has to offer. I feel like there are other guys like Kyle Connor and Jake Getzel that probably deserve that spot. But if we're going based off of some sort of chemistry, maybe they fit together. I don't know. I don't see how it, how it happens. Um, second line, they have Kyle Connor, Jack Eichel, and Brock Besser. That's a solid line. Jack Eichel, though, is question mark. Is he going to be able to play at the Olympics? Um, that'd be a huge blow to the USA hockey team if he can't play. So, something to look out for. Obviously, that was the Jack Eichel talk. Where is he going to go? Nobody knows. I'm pretty sure he's staying in Buffalo. That's that's what I know. He's got a new agent, but I don't know. Something tells me he's something tells me he's staying in Buffalo. And he's going to have the surgery, and they're going to write it off as a loss, and they'll have 10 extra million dollars on the books. So, all right. Third line, Jake Getzel, Dylan Larkin, Max Pacioretty. Another solid line. Would like to see Max Pacioretty step it up this year. Um, you know, I, I feel like he got into the playoffs and kind of disappeared for Vegas. And I know he's now, now in his early 30s. Uh probably 33 this year so you know it's starting to be like you know is the you know is the window closing on max patch hype i don't know dylan larkin dynamic young center obviously a ton of ton of speed i think he'd be a perfect third line center for team usa uh paired with jake getzel you know jake getzel is one of those players man like you don't never you always think like is he just a product of of Crosby, or is he just a good player on his own? He he's just a, a a great player. I mean, every year I feel like he gets more mature and better, and you know shows you that he can do everything he's doing with Crosby, but he can do it on his own. So uh, I love this kid. Um, I you can obviously probably swap Jake Getzel with Johnny Gaudreau and put Jake on the first line with Austin Matthews and Patrick Kane, and that line I think would hum, absolute hum. All right, fourth line. Let me take a sip of water here. Oh, man. All right. Fourth line, Brady Kachuk, JT Miller, Matthew Kachuk. Obviously, you got to have the brothers together. I mean, that's a, a must. With JT Miller as their center, I mean, that's just, I feel like it's going to be a scumbag line. I kind of like it. It's going to be, they're going to have a little edge to them. They're going to be, you know, um, uh, how do I put it? Uh, they're going to be chippy. They're going to be, uh, you know, just tough to play against. I'm looking for a word that's not scumbag, but 
Um, gritty is too overused. I don't know. I'll have to make up a word to describe this line. But this is very, very Mighty Ducks-ish uh, with the Bash Brothers and JT Miller just, you know, centering these two. I, I love this line. I, I really do. Um, JT Miller, extra New York Ranger. I kind of like, you know, his game. I, you know, had a few years in Tampa and then went to uh, Vancouver. You know, JT Miller's just one of those guys, I think, um, you don't really know about him until he's on your team. And then when he's on your team, you kind of appreciate him. You know, he plays with an edge, plays with a lot of passion. Uh, I loved him as a New York Ranger. So I'm glad to see that he's getting a nod uh, representing, you know, his country. I believe he's a Pennsylvania boy from Pittsburgh. Played for the Pittsburgh Hornets. I got my inner, uh, not Doc, what the hell is that? Pierre Maguire in me right now. And then the extra forwards, Alex Debrinkit and Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes will probably be in for Jack Eichel. That wouldn't be the worst, you know, swapping the Jacks. Jack is Jack Eichel. Jack E is in uh, recovery for a surgery on his back. And Jack Hughes is going to be, you know, second line center on Team USA. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind that at all. I think Jack Hughes will have a better season this year. I really do. I think he's one of those guys that physically had to mature uh, in order to play in this hockey league. So, all right, that's all I got for the U.S. Olympic roster. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, yeah, the NHL put out a, another article about the top, like, 100, I think, players in the league. And it's just, I don't want to get into the actual list. Uh, maybe Andy will. But it's just, um, you know, it's just one of those things where... This is such a hard thing to do because you have certain players that are at the beginning of their career that have nothing to really... You can't base anything off them except you what you think they'll be. Because if you go off of what they currently are, it's like, well, how, how do you compare that to, like, let's just say a player like Evgeny Malkin. Like, Malkin, what he's been able to do and dominate this league for so long, you know... Where do you put him against the uh, maybe a guy that you know is kind of fresher in this league, and 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 building up to something, and Evgeny is like building down, but yet they're both like comparable. It's like, do you put Malkin above it since he's won Stanley Cups and been dominating the NHL for the last ten years, or do you you know, or you know, do you give the nod to the kid that's been here for two years, similar amount of points, and really hasn't done anything in terms of trophies so it's so tough and these lists are so arbitrary and again i really do think that they put them out there just to get uh discussions going so um yeah that's all i have about that i mean i'll ask andy's opinion on what he thinks of all these like lists that get put out there but just uh, absolutely brutal so uh, and bigger news, and this is the main thing I wanted to talk to Andy about and just get his feelings, but Christian Dvorak was traded to the Montreal Canadiens by the Arizona Coyotes on Saturday. Well, ain't that some shit, because that's the center that Andy always wanted. Christian Dvorak, great defensive center, st- stability to the you know Montreal Canadiens uh, center core. Obviously, the Canadiens just lost. God, I can't say his name. I'm going to try to sound this out. Kotkaniemi. I can't say that word. 
So I don't know what I'm going to do. I, good thing I don't really have to talk about them unless when the Rangers play the Hurricanes. So um, the Montreal Canadiens lose Kat Ken Niemi, and they lost Philip Deneau to L.A. So, you know, obviously they needed to bring in a center to, like, you know, fill that void. Otherwise, they were looking at uh, just a completely depleted center, you know, depth. And, you know, that's what makes you go, you know, especially in the playoffs and just the regular season, you need center depth. So they had to make an offer to find a center out there. They did it. Um, They got a guy that, you know, obviously is going to be, you know, an immediate you know, force in the NHL. He's going to be a guy that's going to be there to take face-offs, to play defense, and just be a stabilizing presence for the Montreal Canadiens. Now, I do think, you know, the Canadiens have a lot to improve upon. I know they made it to the the conference in the Stanley Cup final, but, you know, they really, um, you know, they I feel like they're, they're an outlier. You know, talking about the miracle on ice, this was kind of that type of run for them. I, I don't think you'll even see them they could be not in the playoffs next year. As horrible English as that was, they cannot be in the playoffs next year, and I wouldn't be surprised. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's my thoughts on them. Uh, to go back on the same subject with Kotkan Yemi, he joins the Hurricanes. Uh, Canadians obviously couldn't match that offer sheet. So, you know, good on the Hurricanes. I'm glad they made this move. Uh, it starts a discussion of other restricted free agents out there. You know, will they be offer sheeted? Uh, I hope so. I hope we see something, even if it's not related to the Rangers. You know, I hope we see some team, you know, offer sheet. Um, you know, I was also listening to NHL Network, and they're also talking about, you know, will the San Jose Sharks be, you know, kind of immediate sellers? You know, will players that, you know, uh, I know, I don't know if they said Timo Meyer, one of the players on uh, the Sharks came out and said that he, you know, was one to be traded. Obviously, with the stuff with Evander Kane, uh, Carlson stinks. Their entire team just stinks. So um, they're going to have a tough year. Some of their better players are going to be asked to be traded. Rangers can afford them. Excuse me. You got the uh, Chilean Seabass just coming back up the other direction. So, uh, yeah. And then what else did I want? There was one more thing that I wanted to talk about. Um... God, I'm not sure. I I don't know. There was one more thing that I wanted to talk about, but I forget what it was. Oh, 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 oh. So today I found, well, I didn't find them. My parents brought home from my youth all these signed pucks, and I went through them. Some of them are beauties. Some of them are from unbelievable players. But some of them are from players that I didn't even know existed. So... You're probably asking me like how I was able to find it. Yeah, you look at the name, the number, the year you think you got the puck, and then you try to match it with the name. That's how that's how in depth I got a little bit today. So um, I want to you know bring up a couple of the players that I found and see what Andy thinks if he even remembers them being a professional hockey player for the New York Rangers. So I'm gonna have Andy give, give Andy a little quiz uh, next podcast and. Yeah, that's all I got for you right now. So we're just about almost at a half hour. You know, very exciting. Uh, it's now September. It's now hockey month. Uh, you know, we got the preseason upon us. And, you know, I can't wait. And, you know, 
if, again, if you have any questions or comments or just want to chirp at us, uh, you know where to find us at Broadway Boys Pod on Twitter and uh, Broadway Boys Pod on the Instagram. So that's all I got for you, everyone. Have a good Labor Day weekend. Well, I guess when you're listening to this Labor Day weekend, it'll be over. So I hope you had a good Labor Day weekend, and we will talk to you later in the week. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.